naturally would. It's very interesting. So I went there a couple of months ago, as you both know, for about five days, and it was purely work, no pleasure whatsoever. And I so met. What you told me. <laughs> <laughs> My fiance watches this. <laughs> yeah. He's joking, Harriet. <laughs> one, I think we need to give one little quick tip of advice for people who are looking to invest there, because there are a yeah. lot of cowboys, advisors, yeah. estate agents out there now, on all over Instagram saying, "Hey, come and buy this for X, Y, and Z. The yields are great, X, you know." And they're just trying to sell your product, which might ultimately depreciate value very quickly. I sometimes forget how amazing London is how fortunate I am that I live in London. Mm. I'll go to other cities around the world and I'll be like, that was amazing. And then I come back to London, I'm like, shit, London is, mm. I live here. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is incredible. We are lucky. Welcome to episode number six of the Three Entrepreneur podcast, where today we are going to be speaking about London. Uh, and if not London, where? Why is London, London? Uh, and so on and so forth. But before I get to that, don't forget to pay the fee. The fee is if you've got something valuable from this podcast. If you learned something, if you found it funny, please like, share, comment um, on the podcast and rate it five stars, of course. Okay. Uh, by the way, apologies if you hear any background noise. We're filming during the daytime today. So you might hear a siren or two or some construction. Apologies in advance. Right. Right. Um, just to let you guys know, well, just to fill you in, we have been super busy. You might not have heard from us in a while. And that is because, do you want to tell them what we've been doing, what we've been up to, and, like the plans we've got? Yeah, we've got some really, really exciting uh, things on the horizon. <clears throat> um, we're going to have, we're setting up some new social media handles, which will be for exclusive members only. Uh, invite only we're going to be having uh, you know intimate dinners with uh, people who find what we say interesting so it will just be the three of us um yeah that'd be everybody that was a joke because no one finds yeah. it um and yeah some re we've got some amazing uh speakers guest speakers so it's not just going to be the three of us you know on the horizon we've got some really good guest speakers lined up um so episode seven eight nine ten that we've got the dates all finalized for which we're yeah. really excited about uh, we have some cool people that yeah. will uh, be very interesting to listen to. Yeah. So it's exciting. Oh, yeah. um, exciting. And we want to be giving back more, you know, not just on this podcast, but as I said, having more intimate conversations with people and WhatsApp groups yeah. on an exclusive basis. So giving back to the universe. 100%. Giving back to the universe. Yeah. Um, so it'll be good. It'll be good. That's why we've been Elon Musk, aren't we, for episode 10? <laughs> and then Mark Zuckerberg for number 11, talking about threads versus Twitter. We don't want to mix them We together. pushed it back yeah. a bit. Cool, that would be a great oh, podcast. Have you heard about the both. Yeah. They're going to fight. fight, haven't they? No, they haven't. They're going to do a UFC fight. You're joking. No. no it's Elon Musk versus This is the Mark two Zuckerberg. most powerful men in the world. UFC. How have I UFC. not seen that? UFC or boxing? I think it's UFC. Oh, that's pathetic. Is it UFC? They're, 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 yeah, they're UFC. saying now, Reddit oh. in the Financial Times the other day, it would be the most watched oh, for fight sure. in the history of the world. Mad how anyone can be like a boxer these days. Like I would say anyone that has access to the internet and or TV mm. would be watching that. Of course. Would, would it's pay like to what you were saying that. last time about like the uh, is it Logan Paul who has yeah Prime? And KSI yeah. Yeah. yeah they you know you get a big fight. following and then they make a drink yeah. these guys I mean, have got a, a massive following what's and he they're on, have a fight. on 280 million followers or something on Twitter or 300 million like That's insane. these numbers are just I wonder insane. who would win insane. who do you think who would you back Elon Elon come on look at the size of him yeah Versus, Elon yeah. Uh, he's fat <clears throat> digressing <laughs> sorry uh, maybe also, we should, maybe we should do our 
I'm fine. Maybe we should fight. Three, no, we, we, should should try last man standing. we should try and present the fight. <laughs> Maybe you should fight Daniel. <laughs> I should fight Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. What about if I put he us does, three? like three viewers though? What about Me us three in a ring? <laughs> last man standing, us three in, in a UFC ring. <laughs> Sorry, last us, man standing. Yeah. You're, you're, you do your kickboxing. Oh, so you'd probably guys, well, I couldn't, no. I couldn't, couldn't, I couldn't kill you. <laughs> okay, anyway, one more thing as well. We're going to be hosting a dinner. We are chuffed, by the way, with the responses we've received. Yeah. We posted uh, over the weekend, or I think on Friday last week, uh, about how we want to be hosting a dinner for our listeners. Uh, our listeners, it's an intimate dinner of maybe around ten people. We've obviously had way more responses than that, mm-hmm. and um, we'll be going through them. Excuse me, just had Nando's. We'll be going through them and um, DMing all of you about the details of that. Um, it will be inexpensive in relation to what you'll be gaining. So it will be a very good investment in terms of ROI for you. Um, and you'll get a chance to spend hours with us and ask us any questions you, you'd like. Mm-hmm. There'll also be some networking before and after and um, alcohol and three courses. <laughs> and us. And talking with and us. Yeah. Oh, yes. And picking our brains. <laughs> yeah. Tips, hints, advice will be there. And we can make friends. Friends, <laughs> networking friends. Oh, really? <laughs> or was it? We had that one. Was it on? Uh, oh, when you took the call from Daniel. Yeah, Daniel. That was yeah, brilliant. That was good. That yeah. was good. But no, it's really exciting. Good times. There's going to be a lot. Good times. Out. So London. Right. Let's get to it. So that, that's my job. I'm Sorry. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say Sorry, so that's London. My job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <To> the jingle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Inexperience of this. Last man get, standing. Get he gets knocked out by say, a yeah. speaker. At least got to get in the How ring first. <laughs> I really hope they because it's like hit you in the nose. I'm going to see that in it's slow mode. This is not my first rodeo. You got blood coming. Am I? <laughs> no, Jake. <laughs> okay, right, London. Big weekend. Sorry, go on. That's his um, job. London. Right, London. Okay. Why is London London and how did London get its status? I think everybody knows what I mean by that, as in global financial hub for the world mm. and so on and so forth. I don't think I need to go into that. Everyone's quite switched on who watches this or listens to this podcast. I mean, I'd probably start by saying I think London is London um, in as far as being the global hub for real estate uh, and many other things is I think it's twofold. One, central language of, of the world, English, you know, it's a, it's a very uh, well-used language around the world. And the second thing is central time zone. So you could be, you know, in Dubai, you could be in Australia, and the UK is that central time zone between mm. between the two. Um, so I think from that side, that's why London has been such a powerhouse. Uh, I mean, how it started, um, I'm not 100% sure, but I think... Uh, I think we'll come on to it and the reason why perhaps people are now investing elsewhere, which is, if not London, where. Um, I think historically it's been very easy for um, people to bring money into London, into mm-hmm. the UK, legitimately, but also illegitimately. That's it. In truth. And I think that's perhaps now why we're seeing, you know, some of the wealth be located elsewhere you yeah. know your dubai turkey cyprus mm. where perhaps going back 20 30 years you know the restrictions that they're having which is very minimal mm. in the uk it's very difficult to bring funds over to to the uk yeah illegitimately you compared, can't compared yeah, yeah. to so compared you- to your dubai's where i know you could close a real estate transaction in a day mm. similar to cyprus similar to turkey mm. uh, and obviously with what's going on 
uh, without pinpointing um, Russia, for example, but we all know that Russians have um, bought an awful lot of real estate over the last 20, 30 years in London. And now because of what's happened with the war and sanctions and those sort of things, mm. moving money has become very difficult. Uh, moving Russian money to Dubai, to Cyprus, to Turkey um, is, is able, easier, is yeah. possible. So I, I think that- We were actually at a Spears 500 live event, weren't it was we? was fascinating, yeah. Yeah, and we heard um, Bill Browder mm -hmm. um, and I forgot the gentleman's first name. The but, lawyer, Robert yes, Amsterdam. Mr. Amst Robert Amsterdam. Okay, I always remember the, the surname. But he, they were very interesting, weren't they? Because Mr. Amsterdam was very pro-Russian people. I yeah. think Bill was more, if you're Russian and have money- You've got it illegitimately. Yeah, well, look, That's I mean, what he said I, his I, words, I, not mine. It was interesting that Bill Browder was saying that anyone from Russia that has made their wealth in Russia has made their wealth through being an ally of Putin. Correct. That's what right. he said. With yeah. Robert Amsterdam, he was saying that's not the case, and also it's very difficult to paint every single Russian yeah, with the same, the same brush, brush yeah. which isn't right. He was saying. I mean, it was a shame that that Robert Amsterdam, with his view, was the first speaker, and Bill Browder was, with his views, the last speaker. It would have been mm. great to have seen them perhaps on the stage together, and they actually yeah, know each other. Yeah, they do. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's it would have been like a Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so I think that's you know probably yeah. where, in truth, a lot of it stems from that, mm. that the UK has allowed legitimate and illegitimate money when mm. i say allowed there's been ways that you can bring money in and, and yeah. it's helped benji makes a very valid point yeah and i think i'd like to take the uh mic for a second and, and just build upon what you've just said there's a really good documentary on netflix called the spider's web if you mm. haven't watched it i would implore you to watch it it's fascinating and it is really what um it's the world Benji, Ollie, and I are in, in terms of, let's just go back, right? I'm going to break this down for you as, as easy as I can. So my uh, thought process on why London is London, and a lot of it comes from this documentary, uh, which is very on point. And it, that is that uh, years ago, as Benji says, London did encourage uh, a lot of illegitimate money into, into London or into the UK via London. Um, and... Um, if we go even further back, and this touches upon, upon your point of English speaking, where English speaking, a lot of the world is, and that's because of the British, what do you call it, Colon, colonization? Mm -hmm. Yes. So they may, they didn't make, but they, you know, they, a lot of the world speak English because of that reason, yeah. correct? <clears throat> that's yeah. right, right? Yeah. Um, so that obviously helps, and that is because of the colonization. Now, come, I don't know what, 15, 20 years ago, when people started to get their independence back. I think Barbados got their independence very recently. Mm -hmm. I think a couple of years ago, actually, mm -hmm. around Christmas time. Um, the, I think Britain were like, shit, we're actually a very small island in comparison to like Russia, mm. China, Brazil, India, you know, America. We need to do something here. Um, and so what they did was they encouraged a lot of wealth into the UK via property and, yeah. and then mortgages, of course, and of course, banks uh, on the back of uh, real estate deals because mm. people were getting mortgages, which means banks were earning money on the interest yeah. uh, and X, Y, Z. So uh, that blew up London. I think that's why London became London. It attracted a lot of wealth into the capital. And that means that the top 1% were here mm -hmm. and they were spending money in Zuma, in Nobu, in Harrods, in Selfridges and propping up our economy. They'd have mm. drivers be giving a lot of jobs away with maids, mm. butlers, whatever. And then I think it's spiraled from there. Now, 
like Mr. Amsterdam said at Spears 500 Live, there really is a war on wealth. Mm. And he said, well done for making it out of the trenches to this uh, event. And I really do um, empathize, I think is the word, with, with that. Mm. Being someone who's self-employed, taxes going up for us on corporation, taxes going yep. up to 25%, which is insane. Ollie uh, Ingalls and I were having a conversation mm. this morning mm -hmm. um, that we are going to be close to paying about maybe 65% tax. Mm -hmm. If you could take into account corporation mm -hmm. plus your income tax uh, and the VAT you're paying at 20% on everything else as well, yeah. which is insane. And I can see why a lot of our clients have moved to places like Dubai, Dubai yeah. and are now considering mm. other places. So I know I rambled for a long time there, mm. but that's that's my view on why London is yeah. London. It's, it's really interesting. Um, I've, I, all your points are really valid. And I think also we've got a fantastic educational system, obviously, here in, in, we do. in, 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 in London. Um, transport links as well. Um, that's a very good point, too. There's a lot of students that come over, isn't there? Massively. Um, so it really is a hub for international students, um, for their parents wanting them to come over to our economy and learn. Um, and because we have now attracted the best minds in the you know in the globe to London, so it's, a, it's an attraction. Mm. Um, but it's interesting what you're saying about taxes. Obviously, we all know about stamp duty and how much some of our oh clients are paying, you know, up to 17% stamp duty if they're... On a 20 million pound property. Overseas, foreign. <laughs> but that's on insane. money that they've earned that's already... Yeah, they've already tax. paid the tax, Correct. yeah. And it's interesting, like we say, we go into Dubai where... Um, almost see Dubai is like the London um, of what we used to be where they're now marketing the hell out of themselves. They've opened up their doors to anybody... Any, you know, like you said, getting money into those countries now can be a lot easier than the AML and the KYC that we have to go through here. Mm. And now they're having people pour in. It's low tax, 4% to buy property as well on the tax side, you know, no income tax, X, Y, and Z. And it's like, oh my God, this is the place to be. And we were kind of like that. We opened up our doors and we built our wealth as a, as a, as a, as a, as a country and as a city. And then we kind of started to implement more tax and and so on and so on and i that's how i personally see dubai might go in the future mm. um but it's 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 you know it's it's obvious that people are now starting to yeah. invest their money in, in well, other look, countries I mean, you as know, well. with with the dubai situation you know they're flying over teachers from the uk paying for accommodation paying good salaries mm. so they're gonna Double. have great education there mm. you know they've got the infrastructure is there you know, safety safety i mean i've got clients you know we've spoken about this at length before clients that have cars and watches mm. that they would never dream of you know wearing a beautiful watch in the streets of london but in dubai happily you know wearing whatever they want mm. not even locking the doors because you know the laws is so strict that if you do one thing yeah you you know you're you're away you're in prison yeah you know you have to be there having a job if not i don't believe you can get a visa or you can stay there yeah. you know so what they're creating there is this um, utopian world. Yeah. But I think, you know, that, as you rightly said, they're attracting all of these um, uh, perhaps nouveau riche. You know, you're not going to maybe have old school money there because, yeah. you know, they know what they know and they like what they like. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think it's attracting a new wealth. Yeah. And I also think, you know, part of it is, as you rightly said, you know, perhaps London was propped up on, dare I say, dirty money. You know, now London as the hub of that has been blocked and you yeah. can't, you know, the AML restrictions from, you know, the, the estate agent to the lawyer to the bank. There's so mm -hmm. many layers now that to get illegitimate funds here is impossible. Yeah. 
but it's relatively easy in Dubai. So I think it's yeah, yeah. it's a mixture of both. It's a mixture. You've got this amazing lifestyle, amazing weather, yeah. safety, security, but then also at the same time, there's lots of money coming in that isn't yeah. able to go elsewhere. Mm. That what's going to happen when that dries up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when they're building 120 apartments and they sell like that, yeah. you have brokers that are doing 30 deals in one development, making a million pounds in commission. Yeah. You know, a lot of agents are going there and cleaning up. Mm. How long is it going to last? Yeah, this you is know, it. And with London, going back to if not London, where else? I think London will always be, yeah. even if you stop that. You know, we, I sometimes forget how amazing London is how fortunate I am that I live in London. Mm. I'll go to other cities around the world and I'll be like, that was amazing. And then I come back to London. I'm like, shit, London is, mm. I live here. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is incredible. We are lucky. Mm. We're so lucky. So I think there's there's always going to be a demand to bring people. Yeah. We've got a great NHS system. We've got a great schooling system. Fine, mm. there's flaws, but there's going to be flaws with certain things in every country. Yeah. I think the Dubai situation is temporary yeah I, I mean for me as well for talking about from a real estate aspect mm. um london has always been so resilient you know whenever we've had a poor market and some would argue that we're in a slightly harder market with interest rates and everything at the moment we bounce back so well political mm. uncertainty we bounce back you know rarely do you find in the, in, in the city here you'll have a quick 15, 20% drop in house prices, you know, it's, and it fluctuates up and down so much as it can in some, you know, I was talking to a client from Hong Kong with the political uncertainty, he said some some of these places are worth 50% less now. Wow. And they want to get their money in out Kong. in Hong Kong. And this is a major, major mm. cities. Whereas UK, they very much see, and I very much believe it's a, it's a safe investment. You're never going to sweat an asset and get 15% rental yields. You know, you don't buy in London for rental yields, but you buy in London for longer term capital growth and a safe investment, lower void periods. There's a high demand to people wanting to live here. Um, and when we do, as I say, go through these economic uncertainties and periods of of of, of hardship, of interest rates or, or whatever it may be, COVID, I mean, look how quickly we, we, we bounced from COVID. When we were, I think we were all were the first busy. ones on the streets reading the papers going 25% drop in house prices. Absolutely and what, within not. six months, we've almost... It was less. We surpassed what it was prior to COVID. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. not many cities do that, though. You know, not many cities, you know, people gravitate towards. Um, but I wanted to, to put a question because obviously, Alex, you've um, had done a lot more research on the Dubai marketplace. And obviously, we've got our thoughts and whatnot. What's your... Uh, opinion on the Dubai marketplace? I ask the questions. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, because you've got some really good thought. And I, I, really, I mean, we've spoken at length about it for weeks and months now. Um, we have. My thoughts, I, I was actually just at lunch, uh, I was in Nando's, um, with an intern of ours, and she thinks that Dubai is a bubble. And I've, a lot of people have said this to me, and I think actually there's been a correction. Um, I think it was cheap on a global perspective and it's actually being realized now by the world sorry uh was that, did you have like, nando's at that was the nando's <laughs> the first time you said that you plug it on me you like, sponsored by nando's so. <laughs> <laughs> um i think it's cheap still let me ask you a question mm. where else in the world yeah can you buy a property house freehold on a private road with a barrier and a security man guard security guard and there'd be like 0.1 percent crime i don't know the exact figure i think it's something around that 
and you have a swimming pool and your own private beach with good weather all year round, maybe three months, but that's because it's too hot, not because it's so cold or rainy, for £2,000 a square foot. Where are you saying? Where in the where world? Where in the world? Well, I, I assume you're obviously going to say Dubai. But okay, let me flip it round. Uh, tax free hey, as let, well. Okay, let me fl- let me flip it round. You like? I'm, I'm I'm going on a whim here. You like you like boxing, right? You like boxing. Yeah. Let's say you were a high net worth individual. Yeah. And there was a plot of a, a massive desert in uh, somewhere that was eight hours away from London, where you lived. Eight hours away. And there was a whole re- redevelopment, regeneration. You could go and buy a 10,000 square foot home with a massive um, boxing studio, everything, everything set up for you. Mm-hmm. Just because you can buy it for what? Two, what is it in Dubai? Two thousand, two and a half thousand dollars a square oh, foot. Yeah, like, which is sig- significantly cheaper than London just because you can. Does that mean you're going to? I, I, I get what you're saying. You know, if you have the equivalent in London, it's going to be double or triple. But I, wouldn't wanna, I don't want to live in Dubai. That's you. That's me. But and I think it's probably, you know, it's eight hours away from where I am. You know, even if they had it four hours away or mm. in another country that I went to frequently, doesn't necessarily mean that I'm just going to go and do it. But And that's why I think subjective, it's Subjective, isn't it? Subjective, yeah. But I, I mean, are many people doing that? Yeah, uh, they are, which is why prices have increased 150%. I would, so I, as I said, going back to it, and I need to choose my words carefully. Please do. I think it is heavily propped up by funds that are moving to Dubai that can't go elsewhere. Okay. And I, I have quite a strong view on that. Yeah, that's actually quite a valid point. Like, you're not wrong. So would you, I mean, would you? Would you want to go and live in Dubai for the next 10 years, have kids there, put your kids through the education system? I actually would. I actually would. It's very interesting. So I went there a couple of months ago, as you both know, for mm. about five days. Um, and it was purely work. Um, like, no pleasure whatsoever. And I That's met. Not what you told me? <laughs> <laughs> My fiance watches this. <laughs> He's joking, Harriet. Ignore. Thank God she doesn't watch this. She's not a fan. <laughs> um, where was I going with this? You actually went would go there. there. Yeah, you went there for five I would. days, business I would. only. I actually would. I met agents, developers. I found out what was going on there, and it's just insane. Um, I think that's a topic for another day, to be honest. But. I want to just ask you one question, just yep. to finish that point. Yeah. Because you mentioned that money has gone there mm-hmm. that can't really go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But do you think that's going to change? Yeah. Do you think? Do you think it'll come yeah. back out? Then? Uh, look, I, I think we we did it to an extent as well when we opened up our doors almost, and we were openly inviting money, black money, or dirty money, whatever you call it, you know, from <laughs> from anywhere, and that that's what built our economy. That's what they're doing. Mm. they are that's what they're doing very well though. they're marketing their country they're saying our doors are open to anybody that wants to buy here and they're having people like yourself <laughs> right now. um you know they've marketed it really well to you because they've sold you the tax-free yeah. you know how what i would like to know from an economic and i'd love to see all the data behind it is uh the medical industry there do you have to pay for that like you do in america yes okay so you've got to pay for that so like we're here, we get the NHS. Sometimes your employer it's, it's, it's would pay free. for insurance. You know, we, part though. of our tax and stuff pays for the NHS. And if we need an ambulance now, we can call them and they'll deal with it. Do they actually we're... come now though? <laughs> They're good. Two hours. But you go to America and you pay, you know, and then suddenly you have a, God forbid you have an emergency or something like that. And you've got to pay a hell of a lot of money. 
So mm. there are different factors. Like, what do you get more? You know, the the council tax. When we have like roads, who's that owned by? Is that the the local? Is that the 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 owners on the Government, street, do yeah. they pay for that? So there's lots of things which it sounds all rosy on the outside of it's a lot more money in our pocket, but it's same in America. Um, it's, it's the same in America. Sorry. You know? So I, I, I think it will bot. I think it will. I think it will It's going to close and yeah. it's going to go. It then sounds, they'll put taxes up it's, to it's make money exactly from it. Exactly that. And, and it's what, what they've done here. Yeah. You know, they got people in, locked people in, yeah. and now taxes are where they are. You know, at some point, think about it. If there's, what's the population of Dubai? I don't know. I, don't know. I forgot. 10 million yeah 15 million let's just say round number 10 million quid 10 million people you know think about it if if the government turn around and say you're going to be charged five percent tax on your income yeah which is relatively low but that's millions first, and millions yeah, and millions of revenue away. for and don't get me wrong they have a lot of money from oil and those sort of things mm. but it will change they, it will. they get everyone in maker. you yeah. ring fence them yeah. and then once they need what you've got then yeah. you can start changing things 100%. and then There'll be another place that pops up. Yeah, yeah. There'll but be just another... quickly, also one. I think that we need to give one little quick tip of advice for people who are looking to invest there, because there are yeah. a lot of cowboys, advisors, yeah. estate agents out there now on all over Instagram Call saying, me. "Hey, come and buy this for X, Y, and Z. The yields are great. X, you know." And they're just trying to sell your product, which might ultimately depreciate value very quickly. Dubai can be a very good place for investment, but you have to buy in the right place. So yep. when we say about here in London, where someone wants to maybe buy like a new build for investment, you have to choose the building very smart, you know, correctly. You've got to make sure the neighborhood's good. Even each block, each apartment within that building, mm -hmm. what way is it facing? What does the floor plate look like? How many floors up? How many floors down? You know, the waiting time for an elevator. You know, you don't just go and buy within a building now. You can be smart within your acquisition within that development. Mm. So if you are looking to invest in Dubai, find people hopefully like us who you trust in this real estate game who can give you and give you honest opinions on where you should buy mm. do you buy on the on the on the coast because you're always going to have the views and that's never going to change whereas you can buy somewhere now inland and literally within probably 10 years you've got people 360 around you so just be smart with your investment that's a good point mm. 3.6 million nice 3.6 million yes so i was wildly here. wrong what that's we, not a lot. That's not a lot at all. That's not a lot. It's smaller than London. We're 60 million here, aren't we? Well, I was, yeah, I was... Roughly. Okay, fine. Anyway, just 3.6. So, quick, quick question. Um, yeah. Am I right in thinking that prices in London haven't increased over the last 10 years? Well, and if that's correct, does that mean you're actually ago. losing money? 2013. Because of inflation. Uh, no, we've gone up since 2000. Oh, I mean, as you can well, imagine, many markets, we're like... Dee, 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 dee. 2013, yeah, I think, yeah, was the height down. of the market. When? Yeah. 2013. I think, yeah, 13, I think, we're, I think we're like 3 or 4% underneath. It was 13, 14, then in 15, they introduced the so additional 3% standard. Yeah. So really, if you bought 10 years ago, you've lost money. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> no, because I think it went 13, 14, 15, went really high. Then 15, they brought in the stamp duty, so it dropped yeah. a bit. Then 2018, 2019, it started to bounce a little bit. Then there was COVID and there was a bit of a dip. And then COVID was a massive push up. Mm. And now 2022, 23, we're seeing it dip a bit. Mm. So I'd say from where 2022 starting to dip to 2023 is probably, it's higher than 2013, I'd say. Mm. Um, if someone bought in 2013 and they're looking at selling now, they've made money. But also don't forget, there's so many micro markets in London. Yeah, you know, we it's were very talking, hard to say across a global, a we global talking, percentage, yeah. you know. We were talking about that before. I mean, even now in a dipping marketplace, when we see best-in-class assets, like we go and we're lucky, you know, to go and see every single week. Some 
best in class assets on the best roads are still selling for more than they were two weeks for two three four, four weeks ago a couple mm. of months ago it's because they're best in class mm. um so only certain market you know it's hard to it's to like so in that marketplace you know to that you have to look at each market you know each market as a as a specific price point neighborhood wise yeah i've also like birmingham compared to london you know, I always, you go, you read in the newspaper, but house prices have dropped 3.45% or something like that. Mm. You can't base, you pay base away, you take on an average. No, and also these, know. the data points they've got, they have a massive lag because they get their completion yeah. from the land registry, which historically has been a three month three, delay, months, which yeah. now post COVID is four, five, six months delay. Yeah. So the data points that they're using. Behind. So for example, at the moment, they're saying how 10 million plus transactions in London are at all time high. Yeah. But what they're not realizing is that a large percentage of those transactions are new build developments yeah. where contracts were exchanged three or four years ago. Exactly. Completion is taking place now and they're funneling, funneling through into the data points. Correct. Yeah. So mm. all the data that we see it's and you read on the newspaper, it's, yeah, it's you know, but in answer to your question, I would believe if someone bought in 2013 and wants to sell now, they've made money. What's the average yield in London? Average yield in London. Um, I mean, again, this is probably reduced over the past couple of years or so. Between two and a half and three yeah. percent, I would say, is probably the average uh, yield. I would, yeah, I was just going to say between two and two and a half. Um, but it's more, you know, I think in London, the investment players, the capital appreciation. Yeah. We were talking about this before on our viewings. You know, you've got a friend who has yeah. a portfolio up in Middlesbrough where they're getting 24%. Yeah. You know, HMOs. Where, uh, HMOs. You know, HMOs, when I was, at, I was in Birmingham, you know, uh, student accommodation, mm. they're getting 14, 15%. Now, this isn't an asset that you're buying that's distressed and it stands out. Mm. Like, that's just normal. Yeah. You know, here it's two and a half, three percent. If you think about it, you know, if you're making two and a half, three percent yield yeah. um, on, on the rental income, but your mortgage is six percent, it's costing you money. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Factoring in all the stamp duty, the second, uh, yeah. second, pro you know, so we're talking about London, you know, we're on a very thin bit of ice here because we're making it extremely unattractive for mm. people to put their money into London. Mm. Extremely unattractive. It's, mm. uh, it's getting... Yeah. It's hard. It's I agree. I think. Do you think Sadiq Khan has had a bit of a, an effect on that? He's killing London. Yeah. He's killing this, this is what doesn't make London. sense to me because basically you have a Labour mayor in a Conservative government. It's a bit contradictory. Mm. Yeah. And he's making London very. He is. You're right, Benjamin. He's he has London. killed the traffic. Try and try. I mean, it's. I was. Um, I think I mean with, the opposite. He's made the traffic worse. Mm. Yeah. I mean, roadblock here, roadblock there. Um, the lack cycle of lanes, the bus cycle lanes, lanes, bus lanes, the lack of re of parking that you have to have residence parking, congestion charge, the the cost to come in. They they want to push people out of zone. They want to make it difficult to drive in, and they want to push people out to zones two, zones three, and spread the the love further out. He's also trying to encourage people to use public transport to make driving so hard and so expensive that people use public transport. Yeah. But I'm sorry, but the reason London. And the UK is is London is because of what we just spoke about. Yeah. I can't see our clients who are in show for driven cars or Uber Luxes and execs riding a bike with their twenty thousand pound watch when crime's so high. Because you can't control it. You think it's going to going to become Amsterdam? Yeah. And this is another thing that I think is pushing people away. Like the crime's ridiculous, mm -hmm. and these people are not even going to drive themselves. That's the thing. By the time they drive from like Chelsea to, for instance, Chilton Firehouse for a meeting, that can take half an hour in current traffic, yeah. which is ridiculous. It's like, I don't know, a mile and a half, two miles. Mm -hmm. And 
it takes you half an hour. If they drive, which means they can't be on their phone and working and sending emails in that time, they could lose, I don't know, maybe a million. If they're worth like 500 million and earning God knows how much per annum, mm. and these are the sort of people that are buying properties from us, they're not going to sit in traffic and not work. They're going to be in a driven car. Mm. And if it's taken half an hour to get around, they're just not going to be in London anymore. Yeah. He's, he's driving these people out. But don't forget the other thing with London is, and we, we, it seems to be like we're really painting it in a bit of a bad context. Like, like you said, if early, you still but, want to buy here, though, but no, me. but like you said, <laughs> like, we we, lo we love London. You can, you know, you can go out this evening. You can watch. You can go to the theatre. You can go to some fantastic Shit, yeah, quickly, restaurants. You know, you, but you can. You can have walks in parks. You can go. You, it, there's so much on our doorstep. That's it's, something you can't do amazing. in Dubai. Is go out for a walk. This, do you know what I mean? I, yeah, that's, I agreed, this is an amazing attraction. Agreed. However, they are what the points were valid. The mm. points that we've said are still valid. Yeah. And also Westminster. You know, they're not allowing new developments to be single units. I think it's over 2,000 or 2,200 square, square foot. Yeah. What family can live in 2,000, 2,200 square foot? You mm. can't. That's a three bedroom at a push. Mm. They don't want families. They don't want to make it. They're just making it difficult. Mm. They're making it They're making it difficult. And, you know, I think money will therefore go elsewhere. And, you know, the yeah. question is, obviously, we've spoken a lot about Dubai, but I think there'll be other places that come on the map um that are seen as other safe havens yeah um you know, other european cities yeah monaco um and we've kind of seen that via people moving out from like zone one to zone two you look at places like we've just been to like Hampstead yeah. and uh, primrose hill and you know some of those areas have just gone crazy because you can get the bigger houses mm -hmm. family houses with a garden um for a price which is you know less than what zone one was at the time mm. um and even those you know those prices have had a mass increase 15 percent probably odd on average haven't they over the last kind of year yeah, or nice. two um but it's interesting another thing that i wanted to, uh, to, to to talk quickly about was branded residences okay um so uh I, I, I read a report the other day where i think over the next five years there's only been about forty thousand branded residences being built um, I think I was doing... Do you want to explain what a branded residence is to those who are watching and yeah. Alex? <laughs> <laughs> um, so branded residences, just give you an example of, for example, you know, um, Lamborghini um, have teamed up with uh, a developer um, in Marbella and they're building uh, a, de a development. And okay. if you want to buy there, call me. Yeah, I mean, we do know the developer. Such a salesman. Uh, <laughs> meeting him on the 07703. Um, so, um, which is really interesting to me because when you look at, for the Whiteley again, also, for example. And so okay. is it called the Lamborghini Residences? I don't think it's called the logo. Is it called the actual, I don't know what the actual I think it is. Yeah, is and it the Bugatti Residences. But they're all like, brand, it's branded. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and funny enough, when I was at the, the Whiteley. I think when Benji said to explain the branded thing, he actually <laughs> meant it himself. Myself, <laughs> oh, <sorry>. yeah. <laughs> no, but, so oh, yeah, like uh, the, the Whiteley. Other, the no. other thing that was really interesting to, in, to me the other day was I was at the Whiteley, which is a, develop, obviously a development obviously in Bayswater, their summer party. Okay, and I was speaking to the head of marketing there, really yeah, fascinating lady. And um, obviously the Whiteley, the developer, has teamed up with Four Seasons. Okay. Okay. This now, is happening more. This is happening more. So she told me she thinks that they've nearly had 20% of purchases come via the Four Seasons, as in wow. people who are um, committed to that brand almost. You know, so not via an agent. Wherever they would go, for example, wherever they go on holiday, they would stay at the Four Seasons. Yeah. That's, you know, that's the, the place that you always yeah. go to. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that's obviously a massive fantastic impact on that development because they've sold like nearly 20 percent you know yeah. via ambassadors of their brand yeah 
Um, and so when the, the, you, you perceive the quality of Lamborghini to have the quality of what you expect in the car into the development game, you think the best of the best. Yeah. And so when you're only doing 40,000, 40,000 units over a yeah. five-year period is not much. I think not the much actual at all. Um, countertop of the kitchen is actually made out like a, the, the bonnet of a Lamborghini. It's well. wicked. So it's, or yeah. the front bumper. That's cool. The way it like, kind of goes like it's that. It's cool. He's very cool. You I know? was with the developer last week and I'm seeing him again on Thursday. Thursday. You should come with. Yeah. Oh, you're away. I'm away. It's really, I saw something on... Th the reason I was just getting my phone out, I saw something on threads yep. about, about branded residences from Sam Palmer. Just came across my timeline. It said, just write to uh, No shout outs, please, unless they pay. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm, sa what I'm saying is, boys, is that 40,000 units is not that many over the next five years. I feel a place to invest, and we were talking about where to make, if not London, where to invest. Mm. I think people should look at this, these branded residences um, because I think that that market's going to grow. And I think more people then be attracted to branded residences. And if you get in early enough with anything, like we all know, the value goes up. Mm. True. The one thing that I, on the flip side, you have to make sure that with these branded residences, like that brand is in it long term. Like for a developer, for some developers, they'll get there. Once they've sold the building, it's done. On to the next. We don't care. But with that, you want to make sure that Lamborghini accountable. are accountable. And then I'm sure they are because it's going to be their brand and their name on the, de on the, on the top of the building but that the service is going to be there all the time and what you mm -hmm. get, and they're in it long term. So let me know when VW make a, a branded residence. <laughs> and Fiat, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for, for me, that's, that's something to look out for. I think that's something to look out okay. for. Okay, yeah. right. Oof. I'm conscious you've got a £40 million viewing on Holland Park. 45. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. Just, um... <laughs> I'm sorry, 45. Your numbers when you're in the so you've got to leave place. in 15 minutes. Yeah. So I'm going to jump to the Q&A. Is that okay? Yeah. Thank you. No problem. Um, as hosts... I'm going to just, you know. You need to get permission. <laughs> right. These are questions from me. Uh, by the way, going forward, so that I don't, and the boys don't have to remember to post it on their Instagram. If you have a question you want to ask us, just email alex at ddre.global or benji at ddre.global or is it Oliver or Ollie? Oliver. At, uh, there's no, two there's Olivers two. here. Yeah, Oliver. Oliver at ddre.global. Oliver.ingles at ddre.global. I just, I just said that. <laughs> Sorry, I was like this. Oliver.ingles at DDR. Oliver.ingles at yes. DDR. Or Ingles. Instagrams. Yeah. Or they can message us. Yeah, Oliver. or DM us your questions. And uh, we'll answer them in this Q&A Q at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Right, question number one. Alcohol. We all like a drink now and then. Does it, do you find that it affects your work? I, I've noticed a lot of people, the reason I ask, I, I notice a lot of people are, there's a lot of chat about sobriety, giving up alcohol, um, and and not really becoming as cool as it once was. Mm. What do you think? Do you agree with that? So like, all over TikTok. Yeah. I mean, look, I think um, in, in, a, in a way, I think we're all kind of like athletes and sportsmen now. When you're at this level, the market player, and I know this is going to seem like what you're well, talking about, you're not a professional footballer. Are. But, you know, but to me, we to are. us, like when you are, at, I feel like my career, I have to be at the peak. You know, you have to be mentally switched on. You have to have the energy for it. You have to have everything working in the most optimum way to get the best results. Mm. So, you now have to look after your body. Because I, box, if you're doing that, Benji's a semi-pro footballer, and you are a darts what, player. What was <laughs> what was the dart player? <laughs> he throws his, know, he throws his kid on the sofa and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, but you have, what, you have to, don't, don't what you? What was what was the what was the question? Just alcohol. The question. Yeah, sorry, it was the alcohol. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Benji's back in the room. Sorry. <laughs> oh, 
good. Um, it's on your phone. Out, just look on your phone. Yeah. No, alcohol. Do you think it affects your work negatively? So I would flip it round and say, would you turn up to an interview hungover? The answer would be no. Every day for us. You always use this interview analogy. I uh, have. Well, can I say before. a pitch? Pitch? Uh, no, not even a pitch. Anything. Going, going uh, to a restaurant, going to your local coffee place, you could bump into anyone. Mm, we true. always have to be 110% on our game. And if we're not, we could miss an opportunity. Yep. And as self-employed people, true. that it's opportunity well is thousands of pounds. Yep. So I think, yes, of course, it impacts your how you act, how lethargic you are, how on it you are. So yes, I think, yep. um, you know... Um, that's true though yeah I mean like, for me what I personally do is now and I'm obviously not a, a big drinker whatsoever but I went to the tennis obviously on Friday Wimbledon met a few oh, old, absolutely smashed got, <laughs> I got met a few friends from up north I've known for many years and I kind of knew that look, so we're you gonna are have northern a, huh you are northern I'm not northern no they were, they're from up north Middlesbrough oh, and how Middlesbrough. do you have friends in Middlesbrough then long story <laughs> long story a uh, couple story. of beers later um, <laughs> anyway I knew look we're going to have some pims. We're going to have some champagne. We're, you know, we're going to have oh. a few drinks. But for me, I know Saturday, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to put myself in that day to do anything. Yep. And I'm going to be probably a little bit more hungover than I, than I would be. Then you're going to have a um, burger. And so then I don't book appointments for that day. Mm. But there's a balance. difference between... Yeah, balance. balance. That's exactly that. There's a one difference pint between... of beer, one pint of water. Yeah. Well, no, but, <laughs> no, but having a night out, you know, having a night out and drinking three, four times a week. If you find yourself you're at the pub at 7 p.m. like four or five times a week, I'd be seriously yeah, looking at the mirror, Alex. Yeah. I mean, no, <laughs> sorry, does that sound, sorry, sorry. Does that sound familiar? No. <laughs> hey, it's not me. I'm no. asking but for it a does. friend. It does. Yeah. Of course, it does. You know, you, yeah. have, you have to look after your body and your mind. Yeah. Next question. Other, Next question. Other Ollie. Don't drink, kids. It's not good for you. Yeah. Sponsored by. Yeah. <laughs> alcohol free. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there you have it from uh, Benji and Ollie Ingalls themselves. Do not drink any alcohol ever. <laughs> now, AI, will it replace us or will it enhance us? Wow. Let me just ask, I mean, let me just ask this, ChatGPT. This for <laughs> me could be like a whole, like, I think this could be a whole topic because I'm yeah. so freaking passionate about AI. We could do it in, 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 in a nutshell. I think we should I think we should make it in the next episode because okay. I could honestly talk half an hour. I mean, I'm a mass but in a, Maybe in we a nutshell. Should... Wow, he's in a, really in a nutshell. One hundred percent, yes. Passionate. If you don't get on it now, you'll get you'll fall behind very quickly. But how do you get on it? Like as a business person, what do you mean by get on read, it? I think read, learn, learn about it. Go and chat GPT. Test, learn explore. about plugins. Explore. Look online. Meet people who are in AI. Go on, you know, and just in heart, just throw yourself in at the deep end. Okay, one hundred percent, it will haunt you. Yeah, and if you I don't think do it, enhance gonna, agents gonna... like you and I, but Benji might be replaced by it. <laughs> you know, I door think... opener, call answerer, <laughs> emailer. Yeah, well, I mean, emailer. You know, I think anything that you <laughs> do, anything that you have in your day that is that you repeat more than five, ten times you'll have AI that will be able to automate it. I think yeah. the personal, this, AI will never be able to do this. Yeah. The personal element of things, AI might be able to edit it and might be able to take Dan out the yeah. room. No, we won't need Dan. Yeah, actually, we do use like, AI to edit. AI this, might so. be able to do yeah. a lot of that. So I think in answer to the question, yes, I think AI will change an awful lot, but I think it will be the people who adopt it will be empowered. Yes. The people who are afraid of it and won't embrace it will get left behind, as you said. But I definitely think that's a topic for... Yeah. Distribution of data. Maybe on the next episode, we can talk about AI then. I think we should. Sure. I'm like, we talk about it all day long. Could do two topics. We could do like half an hour AI, half an hour something else. Okay. We'll, good. We will let you know. We'll let you Sounds know. Sounds good. All right. Um, last question. Mm. You ready for this one? 
Go on, you don't know this, this question. Oh, oh God, here we it go. came to me mid podcast. We so don't know the it. other questions as well. I mean, it's, got a good, it's got to be a good question now. I mean, right, you ready? Yeah, go on. Threads or Twitter? Look, for me, um, <laughs> for me, quickly, like, I, I don't really use Twitter. I've not really, you know, I've not really been an advocate. And that's of the end of the question. Threads. Thanks for listening to episode six. I look, actually, no, I read the Financial Times on on Saturday. Okay, it said that it took Threads forty minutes. Threads. Oh no, 40, oh, it was either forty minutes or four hours. Threads. No, listen, listen, Threads. <laughs> threads. Threads. You're saying threads. Fred. Should I just say Fred? I thought you were going to say like your mate Fred. You know Threads. Threads. That's like a nice restaurant, Fred. like a members Fred. club. Fred. Fred. Threads. 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 <laughs> Threads. I've actually got a London accent and I Threads. say F a lot for TH, but you proper went for Fred. I was like, Fred. Right, listen, just listen to the like... stat. Listen to the stat. Sorry. It took... Threads. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was four hours to get 7 million subscribers, whereas it took, I think it was Facebook, 260 days to get 7 million yeah, but that's because everyone's got Instagram already and you get notified and pushed Still. to get threads. 7 million in four hours. That's insane. So it's not the same. And that was that's four hours. God knows what I do now. It's going to be threads. It's going to take over. Do you over. think people should be on it? Yes. Yeah. I think Our listeners? Yeah. I think yeah. in why? answer to the question... Sorry, I, you go first and I'll ask you why. In answer to the question, I think um, threads has, you know, seen to so far eradicate any negativity from what I've seen on my feed. It's not nothing political. It's nothing rude. It's nothing nasty. Um, which is one of the massive drawbacks of Twitter. What, whatever it's called, Threads, Freds, Twitter, Schmitter, whatever it is, it's another platform. Whatever the next, because there's going to be another one that comes out, right? There's going to be a, a new one in uh, six months. Whatever comes out, I think we all have to adopt it. You know, it's another place. How that... many can we adopt? Did you see my meme that I posted the other day? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was I funny. I, well. Look, I think if you've got 7 million people signing up in one day, it's a place you want to be, right? As people are talking about it. Yeah. It's a place that we can put content out and we're content marketers, distributors. Yeah. You know, so it's another place that I can post my properties. I can show a human side to me. So in answer to the question, I think Threads is better because it's just new and it's interesting. But whatever it is, we have to adopt it. Yeah. Because if we're not on it, our competitors are yeah. and they're posting and they're getting market share. Yeah. The other one that I joined last night, which I started, YouTube Shorts. Mm. I've got YouTube Shorts. Yeah. It's getting bigger. Yeah, it is. Well, but anyway, this is for the next one. AI, and we can talk about platforms <coughs> a bit more, the, mm. the, the different handles. What do, you, what do you prefer? I think Threads. Yeah. Threads, Threads. Why? Threads, Threads. <sighs> I don't know, you know. I just... You're just a sheep, aren't you? Just I'm follow. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Whatever Daniel's does, I do. That's Benji. Um, I've really got it in on you today, haven't I? It's okay. I've got thick skin. You have. You're quite thick. Um, (laughs) Skinned. Um, Why? Why threads? We're going to it next time. This is how we start. I think it's just better. It's easier to consume. You've got a for you page, which is quite cool. Yeah. It's very easy in to way. use, I've found. Yeah, it is, yeah. It's just like, yeah, the user face is... Yeah, cool. UX means user experience. Yeah, thanks. So, you know. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Shall we wrap up? I think we wrap up. Let's yeah. wrap. Let's wrap let's it. Let's call it a wrap. And let's thank you. <laughs> <laughs> to the Jingo! <laughs> Wait, let's do something. Let's do something. So, you know, like Stephen Bartlett finishes his on like a question for the next person. Okay. Let's fin... Ah, sorry. The next one, we are... We've, we're interviewing someone. We won't guest. say who. Yeah. We've got Is that a guest. confirmed for the next one? It's confirmed. Yeah. 6th so of let's July. start with the question. Oh. Oh, do you know what, mate? We forgot to go live today as well. Cut that. Um, we're going to be interviewing someone yeah. Um, who, yeah, we won't say who. It's a surprise. And... Um, question. 
Tell, tell us a question we can ask that person. Well, the one thing I will say, so we can get a really nice snippet, the person who is coming on, you will be fascinated to listen to and watch. We are going to absolutely grill this it's person. It's not me. We're going to grill this person. We've given them the heads up. We're yeah. going to get things out of them that people have never heard before. Yeah. And you will really enjoy it. So in answer to the question, what questions should we ask them? Yeah, let's get it. Should we start it with something <clears throat> Yeah, let's go hard. for it. I think if I ask the question, which I'm thinking of, it will give away who it is. Mm. I've got a question. We can start the next one. Yeah. It's gone out, gone out of my mind. Let's have a think. We've got time. Dan can um, cut it. Huh? Dan can cut the time. You're not going to cut this. You're going to keep it rolling. Keep rolling, rolling. When rolling. you have no one to confide in in your darkest moments, what do you do? Ooh. And that has like a few nuances around it. Does, that. yeah. Okay. Are you lonely? Okay. Uh, I'm going to leave the podcast on a quote. If you want to be my lover, you've got to be my friend. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Is that Spice Girls? <laughs> yeah. I'm just joking. Um, Where can we find us? You can find us at number four Devonshire Street in Marlborough. Wait, is that what you meant? <laughs> no. <laughs> on Instagram, how oh, we always... Dear. You can find me in Dubai, baby. You, yeah, you can. 4% commission. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at, at Weinberger. He's almost at 500 followers, so please, you know... 6,500, <laughs> nearly at 7,000, but thanks. Oliver? You can find me at oliver.ingles. You can find me at Alex underscore Evergora. I still say you should both put underscores so we're consistent in our... And Alex marketing. has 7,000 bought followers. Yeah. They're not bought. 6,000 bots. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. That brings us to the end of episode sec six. Um, thank you very much for listening. And we will see you on the next one, episode seven, where we are interviewing our first ever secret guest. It's a good one. To the jingle. <laughs> <laughs>